What's up? Welcome to Tide Sessions, a podcast about water sports. I'm Mike and this is Mel. We're both super passionate about the water and together we co-founded a kite surfing school called Tide Water Sports. On this podcast, we're going to be chatting to athletes, founders and other rad people who also love being in, on or under the water. We hope you enjoy these conversations as much as we did. In today's episode, we talk to Camille Juban. Camille is a French windsurfer and surfer from Guadeloupe. He won the International Windsurfing Tour three times and has gone on to win the Aloha Classic Championship twice. Clearly, he is an immensely talented water sport badass. We catch up with Camille to talk about his journey learning to windsurf and starting to compete, how it really feels to ride big waves, and what his favorite moments on the water are. We also talk about his love of surfing and more recently, his discovery of winging. Camille is currently working on a documentary about his windsurfing exploits, which should come out at the end of the year. We're super excited to see it. In the meantime, please enjoy our conversation with Camille Juban. Hello, hello, guys. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Good, good, good. How was it over in Guadeloupe this morning? Good, good. Uh, Actually, we had uh, two days of swell, like a pretty big swell, actually, like three meters swell uh, uh, before yesterday. Nice. And yesterday morning also a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was sick. Yeah, it was a uh, good surfing, no, not enough wind for sailing, but uh, some sick surfing wave. Nice, amazing, awesome. Mm. I was sick. I was sick, especially coming uh, back from uh, Fiji with some waves. I was, uh, I was still in the in the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I saw some of the, like, the videos from Fiji. It looks, yeah, really, really cool. Uh, you moved. You moved to Guadeloupe when you were four years old, right? Yeah. How how was it growing up in Guadeloupe at, at that age, and uh, you know being surrounded by the water like that? Uh, it was a huge advantage to me. I think it's um, for any kids that grow up in uh, in islands. It's a uh, it's a big way to to kind of uh, open your mind to like the outside world. You know, like can it's not. Uh, not only like about water sport but even uh, other sports like for example my stepfather is uh he's doing some motocross and i always um he's been uh, uh i always been attracted by uh, the dirt bike since i was a kid you know same same as you know surfing and stuff and we also have like some nice uh trails and stuff like that for dirt bikes and uh but it was yeah it's just um it's a blessing for all the outside sports, you know. It's uh, it's really good, and it's warm, as you can see. It's uh, always uh, every day, all year long, warm. So uh, yeah, that was a big advantage, I guess. So what sort of water sports did you do when you when you grew up there? So I actually started by surfing when I was like five. Okay. Uh, I mean my parents like put me on a surfboard first because they actually that was one of the reasons they moved you know my parents uh because they wanted to be closer from the from the ocean and they wanted to live on uh, in a warm place and so i started by surfing when i was yeah five and then sailing when i was like seven seven thirty i mean seven uh, and a half and um and then dirt bike was like way later actually it was like when i was 18 20 and yeah then uh, basically all my free time was in between surfing and sailing from i mean until now <laughs> so when you say sailing you mean like windsurfing right 
Yeah, windsurfing, yeah. Nice. I mean, we had like a little like um, uh, OB cats. How do you call them? Like yeah, the OB cat. cat 16. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, we had that too. So that was also when the wind was light and we wanted to do like family stuff, you know, put... Uh, like my my sister, my little brother also on the on the on the water. Then we were uh, taking the obi cat out and uh, on the light days and just cruising around. But uh, yeah, that was it. That was mainly around yes yeah, surfing and and windsurfing. It's amazing. So when did you feel like you when did you start wanting to compete then? Um, I actually they had um they had a. Uh, a kids contest uh, when I was a kid and and so when I started uh, sailing um, there was uh, like actually the the older cousin of Antoine Martin and all this generation my older sister and they were all like the older generation and they were already like pushing each other and they were doing those kids kids contests but it was not in the wave it was just like going around the buoys and I was like I mean, I was going there for my older sister at first. I was like, oh, maybe I, I'm going to do them. And I start doing them, you know, since I was, was like maybe 10 or something. And um, but it was just for fun for me. Like there was no question of pressure for result or whatever. It was just for fun. I did. I don't even remember the results of those uh, contests when I was a kid. It was too long ago, and and yeah, it was not even yeah the the result or anything. It was just to have fun and just to to sail with the with the friends on the weekend. And then actually in the in the college, you know, when you are fourteen, there's a um, UNSS like you know like school contest. Yeah. And this is actually when uh, I got into contest because it's a team contest and we were going to from Guadeloupe to France everything paid uh, because we were pretty good the the Guadeloupean team and and in France we were uh, actually I think my school uh, won like six times in a row the French championship you know like the Guadeloupean team I mean especially my the school team uh, and I was uh, like in the middle of like those six years in a row and and so so i was in a good uh, in a good team and uh and uh and we won that when i was like 14 15 and um and then that's when i think the contest started like like oh i can win and i can you know get some advantage out of winning you know windsurfing contest and i was like oh, okay and then actually not so long ago, I went for the first time in Maui for the Aloha Classic with my father and I had to work with him to pay my my travel with him uh, because I was 14. I was a kid, you know, and uh, he was like, OK, you work with me and that's going to pay you the, the plane ticket and everything to go to Maui for the contest because everybody around him was telling him, oh, your, your son has talents and stuff. And and uh, he should go to Maui for the Aloha Classic Junior, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, yeah, but uh, I was uh, like, I was a bad kid at school, you know, I was always doing bad stuff and uh, and missing school and stuff like that. And he was like, uh, OK, well, I'm not going to pay you the plane ticket just to go like that. Like, you're going to have to work, you know, you're going to have to earn your, your travel to go there. And, and so I worked with him for like a month or two. 
went there and got second behind Kai, behind Kai Lenny and, and in front of uh, Connor Boxster. And I was only 15. And also that's when uh, that's when contest started too, you know, it was like the first uh, school stuff. And then right after that, uh, Maui. And then uh, for sure in Maui, I just realized uh, how big was, how big windsurfing was there and, uh, and, and that I could get something out of it also. So did you feel like the doing the competitions and stuff like that from a young age like pushed you riding and pushed you like to learn more stuff and to progress faster in it? Um, I don't know if it's yeah, maybe probably yeah, in a way yeah. But um, I also liked since the beginning the the freedom of sailing, you know, in general, and um, and that's where also I think I improve a lot. It was just. Uh, I don't know. It was just me and uh, and the ocean, you know, and um, and the wave, and uh, and and I really liked the fact that nobody could tell me how should I ride the wave, and it was just me and my thing, and and also this was a big part of of uh, my progression for sure. But yeah, contest too, you know, because you push yourself, and but it's a total different way, you know, like contests you cannot fall, and when you when you're creative and you want to do like you want to ride the wave uh, the way you want, then you can fall on every wave. It's okay, you know. And this is the fun of it too. And um, I think it's just the combination of those two that just um, made me improve a lot at that age. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe also competing was a way for you to know that you were going to keep doing it maybe because when you were probably 14 15 your parents might have been so what are you going to study later what are you going to do and you probably only wanted to do that right you probably only wanted to get in the water it's like but dad if i win then i'm gonna get somewhere right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, that was a hard thing for my parents i mean especially my mom because my dad like <laughs> From 15, he already saw that school was me and, and that I had enough uh, talent or whatever you, you want to call it to, to make something in windsurfing. And my mother was like, there's no way, like you're not going to stop sailing at 15. I mean, uh, uh, school at 15 because um, I stopped school when I was 15. I mean, I tried to did like a, a, a homeschool, you know. Well, with uh, like my mother was supposed to help me and stuff, and I was so bad. I did like two months, you know, of homeschool, and then I just stopped because I was going to Maui and I was living at uh, Key Stable's place, and I was going to the shop every morning, and I was just soaking every information I could get from the windsurfing world through uh, through Keys and through Quattro and the factory and stuff like that, and just being in this world, you know, in Maui. And now my mom, yeah, it was super hard for her because uh, she, until pretty late actually, until uh, until she came in Maui for the first time when I was like 23. I mean, from yeah, 15 to 23, she was on my back like like I mean, come on, like you cannot just do that. Like you have to have like a diploma or something, you know, for later in your life. And I was like, uh, yes, I know it would be better, but um. I mean, I'm good at windsurfing, so let me try to get everything I can get from windsurfing, and and let's see in the future. And um, and then when she came the, for the first time in 
in Maui and she saw I was, you know, like speaking English because when I came the first time in Maui, when I was like 15, 16 and I was living at Keith's place, I was not really speaking English. So I learned, I kind of learned like that. And then, uh, and I learned like life, like how to deal with sponsor, how to, you know, manage a life in general. And, um, and, uh, and, uh, so that's when, when she came, like she saw, I was just dealing everything, you know, I was, I mean, I always, I always done everything, like dealing my sponsors, everything, like nobody helped me. I was doing everything by myself since the beginning. And, and uh, when she when she saw that she was like oh he's he's okay he's actually doing good you know like as I was uh, like the year before I was uh, I just won the the Alor Classic in 2011 and when I was 21 and um, and so when she saw that and everything and she was like okay now now I'm gonna let you breathe <laughs> I'm gonna let you do your thing. Yeah. So yeah, but that was cool. That was cool that she uh, she kind of trust me after that. Like, okay, do your thing, and you will see what happened after. Mm. To be fair, it was it was probably more difficult. Like, what well, it was a while ago, right? I feel like the sports, new sports now, you get more sponsors. You get put. There's more money in them now, probably than like I don't know, fifteen. I don't know how old you are, but you know, like probably like fifteen years ago or something. And I get that I she would have feel been like worried. I don't know. Or you don't feel like uh, it I don't know because it's hard. It's hard. Uh, it's hard these days too for the young guys. Huh? Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, it's. I mean, the good thing uh, about the, today. I mean, uh, this generation, like they have the IWT at least. You know, they have something before the pit rail. I mean, they can go. Like I went to the my first pit rail was Gincho when I was sixteen, and uh, and. Uh, but you still, I mean, young guys still have a lot of access to, you know, world contests because there's a lot of places in, in those contests. Even though there's a lot of people that want to do them, I think those organizations, they really let the young ones, like the advantage to the young ones to be part of it because this is the future anyway of the sport. So, so I think it's okay. I, I'm not going to say it was harder back then, but... Um, maybe today's as hard as before but maybe today they have a little bit more option like when i was uh, when i was like 15 to 20 you know i didn't have a lot of option and and unless just doing the the pedigree you know just to make uh, myself a name and and actually the pedigree didn't help me at all like they was just winning the aloha classic and and my like big wave thing that um that uh got me uh known from the windsurfing community it was not my 17th place in in pozo you know or zilt and it was just about maui and the good waves and stuff like that so and also what's the easiest the easiest uh, today too is the social media like if you're really good on social like if you're really good at it and you're like me like you know uh, european contest is not your thing then you have this platform to to show yourself and uh and which we didn't have which i didn't have when i was a kid and uh but now it's a whole different like business too you know like to get the footage and stuff you get to be film and that's that's some money and it's um it's a new way to deal with um, your promotion and stuff you know 
but uh, at least they have this you know so which is yeah that's what that, that's what i would say they, it's not harder or easier I, it's just that they have more option i think so you said that you proved to your mum in 2011 when you won the aloha aloha classic but then you went on the next year to win like the international windsurf sort of tour and then the same the next year yeah. and the same in 2015 yeah. and then you won the aloha classic in 2018 she was like, my son is the then, best. I think you proved to her through all of that, that that you could do it, I guess. And then you went on to a... Yeah, but the... like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah, I proved it, but it was... Uh, it was... I mean, to me, uh, winning the IWT Tour was still not like... I mean, maybe it proved to everybody, everybody around me, you know, as you say, that it's okay. You know, I have uh, my my spot in the windsurfing world you know and i deserve you know my sponsor my budget and everything but um to me like just winning the IWT tour was big you know for sure but i was like there's something missing you know i was like it's not the world tour and i wanted to prove myself and the others too that that um i can do more than just winning the IWT tour you know which is good already but i was i don't know i was still hungry you know i was young and hungry for for more you know and uh and i at, at that point you know like as you say like when i just realized that my parents my clothes you know entourage was behind me anyway i was like the rest was just to prove to myself actually yeah. <laughs> all the all the rest like still still fiji you know i was like like to yeah to prove to myself like i still can do it and and uh I mean, when I see Kevin Pritchard or Josh Angulo winning contests at 40 years old, you know, I'm like, Oof, damn, I'm, I'm, I have time and I still can do it. But um, I admire, uh, I am, um, yeah, I have a lot of admiration for the older generation that uh, that's still pushing, kind of. So it's pretty cool. So you also recently won uh, in the Fiji Pro uh, over at Cloudbreak, and you said on one of your posts that it was like one of your sort of proudest moments of your career. Uh, what, why did why did it mean so much to you for for winning that? Because uh, other than uh, the '97 in Namotu's left, uh, I think I don't know. Maybe you're gonna stop me there, but I think. To my eyes, there 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 were not contests in places like this, you know, like such a dreamy place and uh, and and like a surfing wave known, you know. And um, we never really had that unless you know in '97 in Namotu's left, and so that's uh, almost 30 years ago. And um, and uh, yeah, and I was I was really proud because yeah, it's. Uh, it's a real like surfing wave and wave of consequence you know it's um it's a real wave to me and uh and that was that's why it was important and i had um i was the favorite because i was the only one who rode the wave uh like uh compared to all the other ones and uh and i had the pressure of that like everybody was like oh i bet my money on you you're gonna win and i was like damn like <laughs> I mean, it's cool to have this pressure, but at some point, it's like, like if I lose, I'm gonna be so disappointed. And also, that was one of the reasons I was I was proud to to get this one. And 
But uh, but uh, Antoine Martin was not. That was him and him and uh, I think Burns. They were the two guys that uh, could have won too, I think. And um, and uh, and Morgan, like if he had uh, a really good hit too, he could have win. But um, but uh, Morgan had a shocker hit in the final, and Titun was not in the final, so I was a bit lucky with that. But I, I mean, I still gave everything, and I just. I'm I'm just uh, happy about me for once. I usually never say that, but uh, that I could manage all that, you know. And I was like, the first wave, I knew I was gonna win, and uh, and I just had to keep up with the with what the other one was was doing in the in the final, and uh, and yeah, I think that's the the reason why because it's such a legendary spot, you know, legendary wave, and it's not the easy wave. There's the reef. There's yeah, a wave of consequence. So that's why I was really happy to get this one, and also the fact that it was the first one ever over there, and um, and yeah, all those things, you know, put together, that was uh, make this uh, this win uh, super special. It looks super scary. Because you're surfing like a, a a reef break like that. I mean, like you said, like the consequences of of things yeah. going wrong on that. But yeah, super cool to watch. Yeah, it's the pretty. Footage. It's a pretty fast wave, and if you go on the reef, if it's low tide, then it's uh, you lose your gear, you break, and you lose time. And you know, when you're on a free sailing, then no pressure, no worries. Like you can go hit the leap, and you know, you don't really care if you finish on the, on the reef or whatever but on a contest it's uh it's a whole different thing because uh you gotta save and preserve yourself and your gear until you get to the final stage you know and it's hard to contain yourself it's that's what happened to antoine yeah i couldn't uh he couldn't help himself of just throwing big things in the first eats you know like and that's why he didn't make it to the final because he uh, he just uh, attacked too much, you know, like in the in the first round and the semi-final, and then he ended up in the reef and breaking all his gear he had, and uh, and um, and that's why, you know, and uh, it was hard to find the balance of all that, but um, but I think I have enough experience and contest to to deal with that now. I was just preserving myself. That's the way I am, you know. It's like until I don't have to give everything, I just, you know, I go like a little bit over over fifty percent. I go sixty, seventy percent, and when when I have to go hundred percent, I go two hundred percent. I guess that only comes from like experience as well, right? Yeah. Knowing yeah. yourself and yeah, for sure, yeah. Experience helps a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. And also, you have to know what you want. You want to have fun, or you want to win. You know. And I wanted to win, so I mean, I mean, we all wanted to win, pretty much. But, but, uh, but yeah, you have to know, really know what you want, and and you know, do do what you have to do to to get what you want. Have you not had any crazy crashes on during competitions? Uh you've always been good with that no not this year not this year because i was saving myself for the final and i thought the final day was going to be big and i was going to i was going to send everything i was going to really uh go big on the on the final day but uh end up the final day was smaller than the first day so i still gave everything but i 
pretty much made all my my airs and my waves so so i didn't crash as bad as 2019 when i went like back then i had some <laughs> some big crash big uh yeah big crash yeah you can't i feel like there's nothing you can do once you get it wrong on such a big wave you're just like well i'm just exactly. my breath now <laughs> exactly that's the thing you just gotta keep keep cool and keep calm and hold your breath and uh and hope you're not gonna get destroyed on the reef and, and i hope there's still some unbroken piece of your gear you know <laughs> because every time you uh you crash over there if it's over like two meters you you know you're gonna have a broken mast or broken button or, or sail or. so uh, yeah you just hope for the best and uh, hold your breath <laughs> so we're wondering because you do tr obviously you travel a lot when you're on, t on the tour and probably also just for yourself to go train in loads of different places what's been your favorite memory of you know when you're traveling of competing uh for competing or just a trip I guess like that. Whichever your favorite favorite memory then can be either competing or just training on the or, water. Yeah. On the water, yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think what I like the best to me was um, those trip with um, with Flo Young and Leon, uh, for example, in 2017 in Indo. And uh, in, in 18, we went, 2018, we went to Skeleton Bay also with the same team and uh, Thomas Traversa. And I really like those, those, um, those trips because we really push each other in the best of ways because uh, like we, everybody sees your wave kind of and, and you can go hard and, and the other ones, they go harder and every wave you want to go harder than the wave before you know than your friend and and if you fall it's okay everybody is there to like kind of help you if you really need and stuff like that and there's no pressure i just i just like when i push myself without uh without too much pressure you know like without contest pressure whatever i mean i like the contest pressure because somehow sometime i makes me do things that I won't really do normally, like I just kind of push push myself too. But the the way we push ourselves in the trip like this, it's uh, I remember 2017 and also in uh, in 2018 in Skeleton Bay with Leon and Flo and uh, and Thomas. I remember Leon uh, Leon was pushing hard, like he was seeing uh, Thomas and I. Uh, uh, going hard and and he was pushing himself super hard and yeah and I felt like he improved in in two weeks with us he he improved a lot and and uh, and to me it was I had to step up my game to when I saw him like shredding that wave I was like oh I then I have to go higher on my on my aerials and stuff like that and uh, and kind of push yourself uh, in the best of ways so I really like that to me that's the best. Uh, that's the best memories those trip and also also 2019 in fiji but there were nobody there to like push me but i was pushing myself but to me that's the best the best memories it was it's just enjoying still pushing yourself but without pressure i just i really like it when there is no result pressure or like really uh image you know pressure of like like results 
and um and yeah i really like that i really like that uh, pressureless uh, pushing your level <laughs> <laughs> i like that so would you say a lot of frenchies that feel like there's a lot of really good french riders right definitely yeah there's a uh, i mean the one that we already know you know like thomas aversa jules denel obviously anton martin from uh, from guadeloupe too um there is a lot of young Guadeloupean too you know and uh, i i tried i was organizing a uh windsurfing contest for the youth like a couple of years back and i'm thinking about doing it again because um the younger generation they really love pushing each other and i think that's the way also they can uh, they see a future in in their windsurfing you know and um and also in france to me you know in my eyes there is um baptiste Cloirec, you know he's fucking good the guy and uh but he's a bit cocky still you know he's too young It's like in Cabo Verde, he was like, oh, I'm going to beat you guys, like talking to, to Thomas and I. And Thomas and I, we look at each other like, dude, the guy is, is high like this and he's talking shit to us already. And, <laughs> and because to, Thomas and I, like, we have such a respect. I don't know if you know Thomas, but uh, we have such a big respect for the older generation. And I have a huge respect for, I mean, Thomas is kind of, You know, he's not much older than me. It's maybe three, four, five years maximum older than me. But to me, Thomas is the is the older generation, and uh, I always uh, pay respect, you know, to him. I mean, he's the, the guy is a legend already, and uh, and uh, and so this Baptiste, you know, I mean, I I respect him a lot too. But uh, but uh, he, I was I was a bit surprised how uh, confident he was, because we were on a hit together. Then he was against Thomas again in Pozo and um, and uh, and uh, we destroyed him I mean I guess the experience he's playing because he's sailing really good like he has all the moves and he could win but uh, contest is different you gotta be um, you gotta be on your game you know mentally too you know it's like I mean you, you gotta be confident you gotta think okay I can beat everyone in the contest But uh, to me, and I guess for Thomas also, and all my friends, we don't really say it. We just just do it, you know, and, and until we win, and then if we win, then we can say it. But but we we not in the we are not in the show off, you know. And uh, that was that was just you know a little story, but that was funny. But yeah, there, there there's a and the the Fleischer brother too. I forget a lot, but you know Antoine Albert and Loïc Le Sauvage, and yeah, there's a lot of there's still some other names that I that I forget, but um, but yeah, there's a big uh, young uh, French uh, generation of uh, reaper. <laughs> Good. My point was just because I'm French as well, and he's British, so I'm always trying to prove the point that we're just much better at <laughs> water sports in general. So yeah, the French yeah. are always good. We're always yeah, water, like sailing sure. as well. We're good. Yeah. We're good at kiting. We're good at all the water. Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, We need the to British embrace it. Can you? We need to say it. It's fine. We're better than the British. It's okay. It, it's funny. It's funny because I was watching the sail GP. I just got into that uh, a couple of weeks ago from a friend. And you know the sail uh, Grand Prix, you know sailing GP, yeah. you know the catamaran 
spoiling stuff and they go really fast and uh and uh i don't know which season was it like france was pretty good but i think uh the english they they they, they were better like way better they was going faster and stuff i remember I think we're good maybe at that's the only thing you guys are better than us but we're, we're pretty <laughs> no, good at sailing yeah but I, I i feel like it's the same it's like friends it's like i feel like uh you know like i mean from what i see in the sailing gp uh, and i also in windsurfing but because windsurfing is too small to have enemies you know and uh, and um and we same way we push each other with friends you know like with uh, other countries you still push each other in the best of ways i guess you know like mm-hmm. to you want to do better than the other ones, but in, in the good way, because you don't want to smash them or anything. You're just like, oh, if they can do it, we can do it, you know? And to me, that's the best way to push each other. It's just like, you don't want to beat the other guys just to beat them. It's just to prove yourself that you can do it too, you know? You can go faster and, you you know, you can do you can do everything that they do, but a little bit better. And uh, and I think that's the best way to, to push some yeah. some healthy competition it's nice exactly <laughs> i mean when you say competition it's not always healthy but that's the way i like it yeah like the healthy one <laughs> but hey you've you've ridden some like absolute monster waves in your time uh what what would you say was the biggest wave would it would it be like the 2018 jaws wave yeah definitely yeah for sure uh yeah this one was the biggest but then I had maybe some, you know, way smaller, but scariest, like ways, for example, uh, in Tahiti in 2014, in Chiopo with uh, Antoine Martin, when we went, we had some crazy waves and and one day was pretty big and it was like all the pro surfers like John John and Riff McIntosh and Matai Drole and and all those guys, uh, it was Rob Marchado also was in the water. And so you're sailing with all those pro surfers and and it's big and you don't really feel like you're legit to be there, you know? But I I really try to do it in the, the most respectful way and, you know, to let a lot of wave pass. And I mean, I just try to show them I can't get the wave. So I rig up, I go out the back, I get a wave, like a quick one. And just to show them I'm... I can get on pretty much any wave and and then once I get to the, close to the surfer, I just like turn around and let them the wave. And I do that two times and then I go back out and just drop the sail and I let like one or two set pass. And then like and then when I take the next one, then I I feel like it's my wave, but then surfers don't think the same sometime. But um but uh but in general, it's been okay like this, you know. They when I do that, they let they let me the wave I'm I'm in, and and some of those waves, whew, that was super scary because Chiopo is like, it's no joke. It's super powerful, and um, and uh, also Indo in 2007 and and Clarebreak in 2019. Uh, those were uh, sessions where uh, it was kind of sketchy sometimes and scary, but. Um, definitely uh the wave in 2018 was like oof was the yeah the biggest and and when i look back i was like oh damn i wish i i just like turned more and and i, I would 
not go straight because I went straight on that wave. And I was like, damn, like when I see Brozinho doing airs now, I'm like, I mean, I'm like my level over there, it's way below him, you know, right now. So, so okay, I was on that wave and, but I didn't, I didn't do much. And, um, but it was, uh, it was scary. I mean, I, I had some Joe sessions before that, but not as big. And, uh, and so I was playing a little bit more with the wave when it was not that big, but on this one, it was so big that I didn't even know how the wave would react, you know, like how fast it would be and stuff like that. So I was just kind of on check mode all the wave, you know, like, okay, where is it? Am I, you know, too deep or am I not deep enough or where should I be? What should I do? <laughs> I was kind of lost in that wave because it was just, I, I never had a, I never had the experience to ride a, a big wave like that, you know? And, uh, but yeah, it was definitely my biggest, but it was, it's so scary. Like days like this at Joe's, it's so freaking scary. And, um, and so I was happy to take it, but you know, like talking about big waves to me, actually, it's, um, I like it, but, uh, I will never gonna like the more I grew up, the more I get older, <laughs> I can say maybe, uh, the more I get older, the more I'm, I'm not gonna go if I don't feel like going. If it's like when I was younger, I was like, I kind of had something to prove to others and to myself. And now I don't anymore. I just don't want to die. You know, like you, fuck those waves, you can die actually. And, um, and, uh, and I just like, I'm just gonna go in, in a different way, you know, like in, you know, chill way kind of, but once you're on those waves and a guy like me, I'm always going to think, oh, maybe I can go hit the leap and stuff like that until, until I will, you know, I will pay the price because you, you always got to pay if you want to play, that's for sure. So, um, but I will choose my day. I will not go on a big day like this, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a weird feeling, you know, like those big waves. It's like, it's so good, but so scary at the same time. And, and you don't even know if you still want to, to ride those big waves again. You know, it's like, I mean, if I, if I fall on that big one, fuck, I, I was going to be a hard one to, to survive, you know? And, um, and, uh, even Kyle and he was doing, was saying that too, you know? And, uh, and um yeah that's that's super special but um i don't even know if i will ride a wave that big uh, again or if i do i know i'm not gonna fall i will do everything to not fall you know i will like i will do my turns on big waves and stuff like that but not those big ones uh, but i still want to like kind of push myself in at jaws on on this little bit smaller day for sure okay you've proved yourself on the wave now you don't have to do you it you don't again. have to go back it's fine just print no but really big i mean you always when i see when i see brosinho sailing there and i'm like yeah i mean i i still have to prove a lot like not to the others but to myself you know like because yeah. i mean i've been beating brosinho i mean to me it's like one of the best if not the best out there in windsurfing at the moment is the most complete rider for sure and the best 
in every condition. I mean, yeah, when you put Philippe Coster in, in Sidon compared to him, Philippe's going to be better. Or you put like a Thomas Traversa on side of uh, two mast uh, wave, maybe he's going to be better too. But to, to me, Brosinho is the best at everything. And, um, and uh, yeah, when you see him, uh, yeah, when you see him riding draws, you're like, whoa, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive and scary. But, um, yeah, he's showing me the limits. So it's cool. <laughs> he's showing us, everybody, the windsurfing yeah. limits at Joe's. So. I don't, I, I don't think I'd ever want to ride such a big wave. It, and I feel like you said, it's, there's so much of it in water sports. It's the same <coughs> thing that's um, mental. So you got to commit. You got to go for it. You got to trust that you can do it. Like as soon as probably you hesitate, <coughs> Or if you freak out for half a second, then everything goes sideways. And I'd probably freak out and go, ah! and just like get tumbled yeah. on the reef and then, and then die. So that, yeah. that's, that's the thing. It's like the, the most important is to not freak out when you fall. Like once you're on the wave and you're not falling, then it's all good. The problem is when you fall on those waves. And that's when, if you panic, it's bad. It's really bad. You're gonna lose energy. You're gonna lose oxygen, and and, uh, and that's that's where's the hardest in big waves is just to keep calm on those like hell of situation. You know, like you know, like uh, you know, I don't know, ten meters white water and, and super powerful, and just bring you five meters down the the ocean in in a half a second. You know, and um, and all those things, you know, it's like on the water, it's all dark and upside down and stuff like that. And uh, and that's when you have to keep calm and um, and cool and um, and think, okay, I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna die. When you see your life but, flashing um, in front of your eyes and the water. Oh my god! Oh, but I never really had like I never fall on like those big ones. But but um, I mean. Uh, I fall in, I uh, paddle surf Joe's like twice. And the last time I just had a little crash because in windsurfing, I I only had like little crash at the end of the wave and surfing uh, a little bit more. And it was not a big day, it was a small day, but um, I had a crash at the end of the wave too. And I really felt the, the Joe's washing machine, you know, and um, but it was good, it was, um, good warm-up to uh for those big days you know to know how bad is the white parts on those big days do you wear those like flotation jackets as well that you like pull the cord on to like pull you out yeah, yeah, yeah for sure yeah uh with my brother we invest on the quicksilver one and uh i'm lucky uh Oxbo is doing uh he's doing a life jacket too so um so I'm gonna keep one in Maui and um, and uh, also keep one in Guadeloupe uh, for my travels, or maybe keep one in France. Like when I, I don't know if I wanna go with Thomas on those uh, Nazare mission and stuff like that. So south of France, uh, southwest of France, sometimes big swell mission. You know he's doing a lot of that. I feel like if I wanna join him, I need that. <laughs> have you have you ever gone to Nazare? No, would, and would I don't want to, to actually. No. <laughs> Sailing maybe, but surfing, fuck, it's... Uh, yeah. It's insane. Uh, yeah, it's, 
too big, too scary. Like, yeah, I honestly, yeah, I don't really want to go. I mean, maybe if I'm around there and Thomas is there and he's telling me, ah, come on, go, it's not that bad. Maybe I will go, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, if sure. I have my life jacket, <laughs> but, um, but uh, right now, no, I just, yeah, this is somewhere I just don't want to go. I'd rather, I rather wait and have the good uh, days at Joe's than than push myself to go there and because what am I gonna win? Maybe just a nice shot and I'm probably not gonna get more budget because I just rode Nazareth or maybe, but but um it's not worth it I guess for me. I rather just go hit the leap at in Indo or Clarbreck or Maui and. It's so still, stay a, in the it's still a lot of value. Yeah, because it's cold. Oh, yeah, it's, exactly. it's cold as well, yeah, right? It's cold as well. It makes it even more dangerous. It's not super cold, but it's cold. Well, it would be quite cold. It's the Atlantic. So, you've been yeah, surfing yeah. since you were uh, five. Uh, how does surfing yeah. compare to like windsurfing for you? Mm, compares? It's hard to compare, but uh, I feel like surfing just helps. and. And I just feel like surfing is more a part of me than windsurfing, pretty much. Uh, I mean, windsurfing too, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I feel like surfing, it's easier for me. And it's just uh, complimentary, you know. My surfing helps my windsurfing, and, and I, I feel like sometimes my windsurfing helps my surfing. Because, um, yeah, you just... Um, it's a different way of approaching the waves, you know, like in surfing, you're way closer to the wave. You don't have choice, you know, like on those bigger sessions in surfing, you you have to take more risk because uh, you have to be on the peak and maybe bigger ones will come and just get you and eat you. And other than sailing, you can play around outside and just really choose because you stand up. So you, you can see more the wave coming, you can choose the one, the safest one and stuff like that. Um, both are pretty uh, co uh, complimentary. So uh, yeah, that's the way I see it. But yeah, to me surfing, like it was actually saleable like at the last two days, I mean the day before yesterday, but um, in Guadeloupe, but it was uh, the outside reef and, uh, and I'm not gonna lie, I still didn't even, uh, take my boards out of the bags from Fiji <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just put the bag in the in the in the garage then went on to have some couple nights of drinks and straight away because I was happy I just wanted to celebrate and then I got sick and then the swell arrived so so the the board bag it's still in the garage and uh, with the windsurf equipment and still in there so but um, it's just a, yeah, a big organization and I couldn't find anybody to film me. So that didn't really push me to go sail. So I just enjoyed surfing with my friends and that was sick. That was really good. I really enjoyed myself when I, go, when I surf like that. Yeah, I feel like surfing is a bit more um, like you get to chat, you know, in between waves, you can chat with your mates. You can like maybe windsurfing yeah. is the same with kiting. You're just kind of doing it solo. Yeah, I mean, you can yell at your friends, be like, hey, yeah. look at me. But yeah, surfing, it's more of a, you know, you all go out and chill in between waves. No, I mean, I guess not with the waves you ride. Yeah. I mean, with my baby waves, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> not a joy. <drawing. laughs> but also, 
also in surfing you have more localism that's the problem too like uh in the spot where the pearl and there's some guys they're always going to take you know the best wave and they are locals and if you say something they're going to smash your head or whatever and this is the only thing i don't like about surfing but in guadeloupe i'm the local so it's all good so i mean <laughs> with all my friends uh, <laughs> yeah it's, we're just having fun and don't really pay attention to what the others are doing and stuff and that's uh it makes it more enjoy uh, enjoyable and uh, i mean don't get me wrong we still respect for sure but um but uh yeah we just do our thing you know it's kind of our rules there so so that's that makes it yeah just we just can enjoy way more you know the waves and and uh and i guess we have the rights to to be uh local where we are locals you know sometimes but um but yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about surfing on the other spots around the world. But I, I, I understand that and I respect that. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, for sure, when you're with friends and stuff like that, you go on a session and there's more communication. And it's like, oh, yeah, as you say, you, you out of a good wave, you go back to the peak and you just can share it straight away with your friends. Like, oh, this one was sick. Or like your friend is like, oh, you just got a good one. And, and gets gets you pumped up, you know. And uh, yeah, it's true. You get a little bit more of this uh, sharing, the 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 feelings straight away, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, what what's your favorite place to surf? Uh, yeah, I would say Guadeloupe, uh, where there's good waves, because because uh, you're the local. Because we know the good yeah. spot. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you're exactly. the local. Yeah. <laughs> you <get> dibs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then. Anywhere there is good waves and and a good um, and good uh, I don't know good feeling in the water then, then then I like it but yeah to me the the sessions at home when it's barreling and I'm with my friends and it's not crowded to me that's priceless that's the best for sure and yeah I don't know maybe it sounds cliche but getting barrels with your friends at home I mean box shots and mm-hmm. uncrowded secret spot it's uh to me that's what life is about so yeah that yeah. would that would be that would be home the magic spot yeah <laughs> instead of a party wave it's a party barrel that's quite good we should try that sometimes that's yeah. i'm never Another gonna thing. get in a barrel <laughs> yeah i'm I never gonna I, get in a barrel i mean i'm never gonna get <laughs> come you. on I'm I'm don't say that you get a belief don't say that you will one day just, just got to put the, the time you want to, effort yeah. on it yeah i don't think i prefer longboarding. i, I know so... i know it's not really ah, but you still can make bars in longboard i guess yeah. you're right but uh yeah. i know the barrel is like the top of surfing it's like when you surf like barrels is the ultimate things and uh and i understand <laughs> Since I started to get barrels, I'm like, oh, this is the best feeling in the world. So, so yeah, that's uh, looking for the barrel, you know, in, in search for the barrel. It's, uh, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like I'm way too much into my surfing thing and I should get it back into sailing. But, I mean, when I go back to Maui, I see the Ukipa condition and I really want, like, from, from deep inside me, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to surf if it's good for sailing like i'm just gonna go sail and i deeply love sailing too and uh but the the search for that barrel you know that feeling it's uh it's uh something that uh i mean all the surfers have and we're always gonna 
search for it our all our life you know for sure well my search will <laughs> go on for a while i think yeah you've got but one day, one day. <laughs> yeah but you guys you still gotta believe in it i think for that you just gotta be at the right time and uh at the right place you know just yeah. like that's that plays a lot right time right place and take off you know like have a good paddle yeah paddle game and that's going to help you a lot to get in the right spot and and maybe to get the little cover up yeah so next week we're actually going to bristol and they've got a wave pool uh so that you get like a consistent wave all, yeah. all the time so hopefully i can uh can try and get a bit better it's, I, I, don't think I think it barrels at some dick. point, but um, yeah, I haven't it's not that What that kind of uh, what kind of wave pool is it, Bristol? Uh, it's Bristol, UK, it's Bristol. called the Wave, um, and you've got lefts and rights there, and then they can change the wave from sort of a small mellow wave to um, like a quite. Is a it in Swiss? No, it's no. in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Oh yeah, I think I saw this one there. There's is it the one that I think? Uh, no, wait. It new, like how, it's, how it's new? quite new. I think it's been it's been there for like two or three years already. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got a good like, reputation. What's his though. name? Uh, Lewis. I think I saw something with Lewis Hamilton in a in a wave pool in England. No, that is was, it that this was one? Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you reckon he was in there? Yeah, right. I was yeah, yeah, to yeah. Find okay, a picture okay, of so it. That's the one. But oh, I'm yeah. so jealous. I never been in a wave pool and. Yes, that will be our really, first time really as well. Yeah. Nice. It's going to be nice. But it's a bit weird as well because <coughs> surfing is, you know, being in the ocean mm. and learning how to know, you know, where the waves, what the waves do, when they're coming, yeah. when to bow. And, you know, it's a bit kind of cheating a bit because it's like, look at this pretty wave just coming at you and you can see them and it's perfectly aligned. But it's great for it's good training I guess. for us because yeah. uh, we're, we're doing yeah, that and then we're going down to Cornwall for a little surf trip as well. So hopefully we can uh, we oh, can get good. some barrels that's... down there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the way pool is going to be the training for the for the next trip and uh, yeah, for sure. But that's good. That I, I guess wave pools helps a lot nice. for yeah for the training for sure. Yeah. So I, I really I've, wish I, I I've just started uh, winging. And I see that you've uh, been doing a bit of winging as well. How, how has your experience been with that so far? Of winging? Yeah. Uh, it's sick. Like, uh, it's funny because we we started, like, uh, pretty much since the beginning with my brother of, uh, with the foiling. I, um, what was the thing? Uh, so I was in Maui. I'm still in Maui, like, twice a year and spend a lot of time there. And, and all those new things, they, they come out of Maui, actually. And so I, I saw Kai doing his, uh, when it came out, the foil thing. It was when Kai did the downwind with, uh, he put a foil under his uh, long downwind board. And I saw that and I was like, oh, that's, that looks sick. And then, um, and then he like put that on, you know, waves and like towed in and stuff. And so we, since then, then we uh, got a foil with my brother and Titoon also. Titoon is Antoine Martin. I just call him Titoon because that's the way I call him. It's easier for me. And uh, and so we, the three of us, my brother, Titoon and I, um, uh, got into it, got pulled with the boat and, you know, got used to the lift and stuff. And fuck, that was, um, I don't know, four or five years ago, maybe more, six years. 
and then you know just paddle foiling and it was cool we just uh, went on and <clears throat> got some foil i asked Pio from mfc to get some foil uh, he like didn't want to sponsor me but he got me a pretty good price and uh, same we shared it with my brother to lower the cost for us and uh, and uh, got into that first you know yeah paddling and then the winging came out and i was like yeah three years ago four years ago uh kai was i was in maui and i asked uh kai lenny because i knew i had to to go back to guadeloupe with the wing because i wanted to try i i was like i was i just had like two weeks left in maui and uh and I knew the winter I was gonna want to learn winging in Guadeloupe because I feel like Guadeloupe is the perfect wing place because the wind is kind of light and, and there's not so much waves and you can do easy downwinds and stuff like that. So I was like, hey Kai, do you have any um, used uh, spare uh, wing? And he was like, yeah, I got this one, the old prototype Ozone for, for 200 bucks. And I was like, yeah, sure, I get it. And uh, so I brought this back to Guadeloupe and uh and we tried with my so i tried first actually uh in um in the sugar cove um actually where our next uh, kylen is living with ricardo campello we tried for an hour and a half because it was the first time for him too he just got his wing uh, gear he was just with nash you know he just signed up with nash and i just had my wing from kai and we both were like okay let's go try and I was like, sure, it was always cool to have someone like Ricardo, you know, it's always, he's always motivated and stuff. And dude, for an hour and a half, like we couldn't, we couldn't fly, like fly for two meters and then just fall, you know, it was so new for us. And, uh, and also I was, uh, I was a switch, you know, in the board and it was not the perfect condition and whatever. And, and so I bring, I still bring the wing back home and my my little brother he's such a freak like he's so talented in all that like he's way more talented than me and and uh and this fucker he he goes on the first tack like he goes out of the boat he pump like for 10 meters and fly and he never like never uh he never tried winging but he was we were foiling back then but like surf foiling or like behind the boat and he never tried winging in his life ever. And he probably saw like a couple of videos and, but that's it. And I was like, I think the only advice I gave him, I was like, I think you just gotta go on your natural stance, you know, first, cause he was goofy. And, uh, and yeah, he just went pump for like 10 meters and then flew and just stayed on the mass forever. Like until he turned. And I, I, I think like his first jibe or whatever, he made it. Like my first jibe took me, I don't know, like 20 tries, you know, to, to really make it, you know, my first jibe. And I was like, oh man, okay, so he can do it. I can do it too, you know? So that, that was cool. That was cool to see that. And then from there, yeah, from there, I was like, uh, winging is the perfect tool when there's not enough wind for sailing and, and not, not enough weight for surfing. And if you want to go in the water and winging is the perfect thing and uh yeah just went on and uh yeah just did a lot of downwind and stuff i actually kind of like not stop but i just do way less because i'm working actually on the 
on a documentary, like 50 minute documentary about my beginnings and all the highlights of my career. I think we're going to call it switch. You know, when you get into the water, I'm kind of switching a little bit. And um, that's a big project with Oxbow. We're doing that and I'm working a lot on that. And also I'm building my house, so I don't really have time to like all this time I was doing foiling before. Now I'm just putting it on on work for my house and my my next video project is gonna be it's gonna be big and uh, but I hope you're gonna see soon the um, the teaser of it. We we really working to have the teaser soon and to finish the video soon and Oxbow is gonna take care of the to spread the to spread the video and it's gonna be on their on their page and their website. They have the exclusivity on it so. Um, so by the end of the year, we're gonna have the this documentary release. Amazing! Yeah, that sounds really exciting. That. Yeah. So we were wondering because I know we've noticed that usually what? when people like what you said, when you know when there's waves, you're gonna go surf. When there's more wind, you're gonna go sail. And you know when it's in between, you go winging. Uh, I feel like we're always finding an excuse to go on the water. You know, we're always trying mm -hmm. any new sports we can. Um, so is there yeah. a water sport? you haven't tried that you would like to try one day i actually tried kites uh actually a long time ago i was like 15 or so uh, i tried kites i was uh got into the level where i was jumping a little bit and i was going upwind and um stand up like stand up i was really not into stand up that's the only thing i didn't really got into but I felt like I had more fun learning kites, but I mean, I stopped uh, pretty quick the kites too, because I felt like in between windsurfing and, and surfing, there was a, already a lot of gear and a lot of to travel with. And I was like, oh, kiting. But I I really like to see, you know, those guys, uh, Machu and, and uh, Me Too and, you know, those Cabo Verdean legends. Uh, sailing side of uh, i mean kiting side of waves and and good waves and getting bars and stuff and it's so good and i wish i could you know uh, kite like them because um you get more advantage than surfing you can pass more section that's just you know helping you it's just a different way of surfing the wave you know of riding the wave and but i never got into that level so but i tried and the only thing was stand up sorry tropical rain coming but i she still hear me that's good yeah yeah we can still hear you. yeah yeah so the only thing was stand up i never really got into stand up i guess it's a bit boring that really it? didn't attract me you don't get as much adrenaline from I it think, no yeah but same thing when you see the really good guys like i don't know kai and connor and zane you know um, yeah. are doing that like and getting bars and and you you can get the waves in advance, you know, kind of longboarding that allowed you to have a better positioning in the waves and maybe, you know, like ride it better or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just never been attracted to to this. I'd rather keep it to the core and surf and and sail. I mean, we can't do everything. <laughs> even though we we wish we could. You got to choose. Yeah, and it, yes, same. I I don't know. I mean. Uh, I just uh, envy the guys or like uh, good thing for the guys that 
can do that all their life but um i'm actually even if i'm good in windsurfing and stuff like i don't have enough budget to be able to to pay what i have to pay you know and uh, like you know building my house and stuff like that uh, i have to work you know like the windsurfing doesn't pay me all that so i have to work for that so then i have less time to to play around with other sports and stuff so that's why i also keep it to to what i really like to do so yeah surfing and 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 windsurfing and winging but it's good also it's good because then when you work on the side then when there's good condition you're so hungry to go sail and surf like because you 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 know i mean i'm kind of a lazy guy you know lazy island guy so so to me the best would be to not work all my life but um but so when you work then you enjoy your free time you know <laughs> when you have to work you really enjoy the rest of the time so it's a good balance for me i feel like i mean i have no choice to do that and i i take it in a i try to take it in a good way thank you so much for coming yeah, really, on really and... nice to chat to you no problem. Sorry, I didn't see your message before, but uh, yeah, I always try to take time for that for sure. It's a pleasure to share that. Yeah, amazing. Well, it was yeah, it was so fun, yeah, and uh, really we can't great. wait to see your documentary. Hopefully, so you said end of the year. Yeah, by the end of the year, it's gonna be released. I hope. Um, I hope we're gonna finish it in a couple of weeks, and uh, we need a month to. Did it to start the promotion of it mm. and because Oxbow yeah. is doing that so I'm gonna let them do that and and when they're gonna start uh, promoting it I'm gonna start sharing it and stuff like that you know sharing the, the teaser and everything and um and yeah don't worry you're gonna see they're gonna put it on probably on the YouTube uh, Oxbow YouTube at some point and okay. so everybody can can see it but I will probably go in France for the premiere of it uh, it's gonna be before or after Maui, the contest. I think the IWT is confirmed now, so that's going to be yeah, before or after that. And it's cool. It's the biggest uh, video project of my life, so that's why I'm working a lot on it right now. And uh, and I can't wait to share it and uh, and uh, and see what, if people likes it or not. I'm sure we'll love it. But yes, it's cool. Yeah, I, I got to uh, I got to have. Um, like Kailani and Levi and, and Bjorn and Kerbeck and, and uh, all my friends here too to uh, have interviews and uh, and it's pretty cool. Uh, they they really helped me a lot on this because they they did all the job actually because I don't really like to give interviews. So the idea was I don't know if you know Kanditovex, you know the French skier. Mm, you don't me. know Kanditovex. God. Really? Uh, what? Where have you we must been? Send, you must send us the link yeah. to him. No, the Audi, the Audi commercial. The Audi commercial with the skier guy who's uh, skiing in the in the China Wall, you know, or like in, oh, yeah, in the desert. Uh, okay. Yeah, the Audi commercials, and yeah. you know, at the end, it's just like jump and boom goes into the or like helicopter or whatever, like. In fact, they spend millions on this commercial, and that's him. That's a Kanditovex, and uh, and when you watch videos of him, you never see once his face. And I really, I really like that, and uh, and I kind of wanted to do a documentary like this where you never see my face. So did some interviews of the other guys, but um, but Oxbow told me, yeah, uh, 
feels like uh, you're already dead you know feels like when they watch <laughs> it the first time without without my face and without you know interviews of me uh, they were like yeah but when we when we watch the documentary it feels like uh, it's about your life but you're already dead you know so so um so so i had to have interviews and stuff like that in it and um so it's not gonna be like Candito Vex, but um, but uh, it's uh, I hope it's it's just gonna be good. Yeah, really, really. Look it's just the highlight. Yeah. yeah, it's the highlight of you know, all my trips. You know, my best trips and uh, my wins and uh, yeah, it's mainly like you know, like Indo and and Skeleton and Fiji and, and those places and back home also. Cool. So yeah, can't wait to share it. Yeah, awesome. can't wait either. Okay, we'll get we'll let you get back to uh building your house. Yeah. And working on the documentary and surfing later, hopefully. If there's good waves. Uh no, I just had two days of surfing. I uh, just uh have to work. Time to chill. Time <laughs> the to waves down really work. here or maybe this afternoon. Cool. But, okay. yeah. Thank you, Kami. We'll see. Thanks guys for having me. Maybe uh, I will see you around uh, the world in a, yeah. in a surf spot. We need, we need to come spot. to Guadeloupe. I've, I've never been. Um, yeah, we'd love to come. I guess to we could technically never. live there because I'm French, so we could. You just need a visa, but yeah, that's do. that's why my parents Did came that. here because yeah. it's French. It's easy. It's the French system, so so yeah. it's a little paradise because it's. Uh, it's warm there's waves and stuff and you get the french system which uh, as we know the french system is the pretty much the easiest uh, system or like yeah. the safest system in the, in the planet so so it's pretty cool <laughs> well, we we're, we're pretty lucky to be french <laughs> and european actually yeah 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 that's really good i mean yeah especially yeah. after brexit but anyway, that's a whole different <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's European, uh, one of you is European, the other one, uh, you know what, uh, the situation, I still don't know. I don't know I, if I, I can do, call I you European. <laughs> I don't know what we are anymore. It's fine. It's fine, you know, for us, for us, you're still European. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're still, we're still like you. Cool. Okay, well, have a good one and um, we'll chat soon. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this episode with Cami. If you want to see more from him, then please check out the description where you'll find links to his social channels. If you like the podcast, then please show some appreciation and leave us a review and rate us. If you want to check out anything else we get up to at Tide, then please head over to our social channels on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can check out our website, tidewatersports.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you there for the next one. Bye.